So God has been just really hammering me this morning in my, in my consciousness with a, with, a, with a new message for you this morning that I think is just fresh manna from the Spirit. Um, I, have a, I have a message prepared that I'll be preaching next week from Haggai. And uh, I know that sounds very exciting, so I'm sorry that that won't be until next week. But something that, this, that really got revealed to me as I was preparing for this message is how much Jesus had this short little book of Haggai in his mind um, when he wrote, uh, when he taught in Matthew 6 about not worrying. And you'll see that next week, uh, some amazing ways in which this impacts our lives. But there really is this, this aspect to faith, uh, as Leanna alluded to, where we come to Jesus and we have to become like little children. You know, that God reveals himself to people that are childlike in there. And, and Jesus kind of spells out what that looks like in Matthew 6. And, uh, and also in Haggai 1 and 2. We have to come to the Lord with this belief foundationally. And we have to check ourselves with this belief that, um, that God will take care of us. If you're a child of God, that God will take care of the details of your life. People in the, in the world that we live in, and, and us too, because we also live in this world as Christians, we get worried and upset by many, many, many things. You know, day in and day out. Much smaller things than to move across the country. Uh, I, I've had worry in my heart over what I'm going to wear to this wedding I'm conducting on Saturday. That's silly. Especially considering the very explicit things Jesus says. But we worry about things big and small. But the scripture kind of, in the Old Testament and also in the New Testament, is constantly reminding people that to have a relationship with God, they have to become like little children, trusting in him. And, and how, how can we know that God is the God of the general and the particular? God keeps the galaxies swirling in motion and all of the things that we can't see swirling in motion. Yet, he also focuses like a laser beam on individuals. You see this? In him, we live and move and have our being, and everything in the universe is held together by the word of his power. It's both and. He's the God of the general. We can look at this, the steadfastness of the world in which we live in, the regularity of the sunrise and sunset every day, and we can see this God that's the God, God of the regularity, but he's also the God of the particular, that he is honed in like a laser beam in each of our lives, and he knows what's best for us and cares about us like a loving father does. And the reason that people can't really accept this generally, is because we don't really believe that about him. So we never actually walk in a way that sh says we trust in him because we don't believe he's actually going to take care of us. And so we get worried and upset about many, many things. We worry about what we will wear. We worry about where we will live, what we will do when we get there, about, about the, the treatments for the problems that we have. We worry about family members and friends we worry about things big and small and all legitimate things to be concerned about, but without sometimes taking that step back to remember that God cares about that stuff. And if you're a child of God, you know, he, he wants you to be free from those concerns so that you can take all that energy and put it in another basket altogether. And that's what this passage is all about in Matthew 6. Matthew six twenty five. Jesus says, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. 
Is not life more important than food and the body more important than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to his life? I think one of the things that God would ask today is, do you believe this? Do you believe that you are more valuable than the birds that fly and are taken care of by God in the wild? The birds don't sow and reap or store away in barns and build wealth and security. But God feeds them. Do you think that you're more valuable than them to God? That's a rhetorical question. It's a question we have to answer. Verse 28, And why do you worry about clothes? See how the lilies of the field grow? They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all of his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today, tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans, the people that don't even believe in God, run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all of these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. God is focused like a laser beam on the general and the, and the particular. And he wants us to take all that worry, all that energy we use, fretting about many, many things, big and small, take all that energy and put it into a different basket of seeking his kingdom and his righteousness with a posture of trust that he will take care of us in all the other details of our lives. That's the heart of the Father. That's the heart of Christ. One of the amazing things about Haggai, uh, in the beginning of the story, uh, the, the people are uh, in bondage in Babylon, and, God's, and, and a ruler, Cyrus of Persia, comes and he liberates them from their bondage in Babylon and sets them free to go rebuild their temple. That's the part of the story that we're in. That, that's an amazing feat all in itself. But consider this. In Isaiah 25, almost 200 years before the event happened, God prophesied that he would send a king named Cyrus who would release his people from captivity in Babylon so that they could go and be free. God had the details set long before they came to pass, right down to the name of the man that would do it, King Cyrus. The particularity of God's care is incredible. And in our lives, it's no different. The God of the New Testament, the God of the Old Testament, is one God. And this God says to us, test me on this. All the things that you're worried and concerned about, trust me with them, seeing how I take care of everything else. And take all of that energy, your time, your talent, your focus, your treasure, everything that you'd normally leverage to just kind of build a, a bunker for yourself in this world and invest all of that into my kingdom and I will take care of you. Just like I do the birds of the air, the flowers of the field. Seek first my kingdom and my righteousness and all of those things will be added to you as well. All those things you're worried about because I care for you. So don't worry. Come to me like a child. Trust me. 
Do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. I'm going to invite the worship team up to, sh- to share, to reiterate a couple of songs as we, as we close. And this is a time to really think about all the worries and concerns that you have, big and small, and ask yourself the question, does God care, and can you trust him? The answer is in the text, and the answer is in the testimony of many believers who have gone before. But it has to get to your heart at some point. You have to believe that your Heavenly Father loves, cares, and feeds, for, feeds you, and that you don't have to worry about these things that other people worry about, because God's going to take care of it. So whether you're traveling across the country, you're traveling to the, to the hospital for treatments, you're traveling to graduation parties and seeing people transition and watching babies take their first steps and sending, sending children into the world and having struggles in your relationships that God cares and God knows. So trust him. Put it in his hands. Never is a righteous person forsaken. Never are their children begging for bread. It's one of, the, one of my favorites in the Old Testament. But God has a provision God's love is great, that we are children of God, that nothing can separate us from the love of Christ, that he knows all the things we need before we ask him, that he cares for us, and that he calls us to take all of that energy we spend on fretting about many things and investing that into his kingdom and his righteousness and see how he will take care of us, take care of those details. Amen.